hello, my friends, and welcome to the This Is More podcast, where we talk all about living this life to the full and not settling for less than God intended for us. That's right, folks. There is more for our lives, our careers, our marriages, our dating relationships, our singleness, our school life, our fitness even, our emotional lives, and you guessed it, our spiritual lives. I am your host, Chris Brown, and I will occasionally be joined by my incredible bride, Mrs. Holly Brown, who not only is my wife of 20 years and mother of my three growing children, she is also an incredible pastor and a ministry mind that we want to make sure that we hear from as often as her schedule allows. I'm incredibly excited to be back with everybody at least in this format. I've been with you guys in some other formats, been speaking and uh, been active on social media, trying to help inspire folks. But um, it's been two years since my last episode of my last podcast called Life, Money, Hope. Uh, many of you tuning in today were a big part of that podcast success, and I thank you. I really do. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, for those of you who can remember we started off as Chris Brown's True Stewardship about, uh, I don't know, five years ago. And about three years ago, we changed the name to Life Money Hope. And throughout the life of that podcast, over 10 million episodes were downloaded. And we found ourselves routinely ranked in the top 10 faith-based podcasts in the world because of you guys and how awesome you are at sharing. I bring that up specifically to thank those of you who have been faithful. You've been a faithful tribe through all the 500 plus episodes. And I also wanted to thank you for staying on me for the last two years, encouraging me to get my butt moving and to relaunch another podcast. And so here we are. Your encouragement has really made a difference in my life. And um, it's amazing the good that can happen through social media if we leverage it properly. Y'all have also been on me to write a book, and I have to tell you that we are a little past halfway in the book process, so be looking for that this year as well. Again, thank you for the push because I definitely needed it, and um, I can't wait to tell you a little bit about um, a little bit about my journey over the last two years over the next few episodes. Now, just to keep things interesting and to start off this podcast with a bang. I will be giving away some moolah during the first few episodes. You heard me right. I'm giving away some stimulus money, if you will, in each of the first five episodes. And uh, hey, I might, I might continue because I think I'm really going to enjoy it that much. So make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end of this show today for all the details on how you can win a little bit of that green stuff. Now, some of you have been asking questions on social media. And I'd like to answer those for you as we start. By the way, if we haven't connected on social media, the best way to connect with me is messaging me on all social media platforms at Chris Brown on Air. That's Chris Brown on Air, all one word. That's not Chris on Air. That's not Chris Brown Air. That's Chris Brown on Air, all one word. And those of you tuning in thinking you were going to connect with another Chris Brown, <laughs> I am sorry to disappoint, as I am not a rapper, not a singer, but I can be, um, I guess I can be your letdown Chris Brown, if you will. Well, here's a question I've received. Hey, 
didn't you work for Dave Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions? And the answer is yes, I did. And I am forever grateful. Absolutely elite organization with a phenomenal leader that I still call a dear friend. I simply just don't work there anymore for personal reasons, but hold that entire organization up in the highest respect. Actually, you'll hear me on this very podcast brag about them often and uh, even encourage uh, you to purchase their incredible resources. Although this is not a Ramsey Solution podcast, you will be able to tell that your hosts, my wife and I, are raving fans. So Chris, what is the story behind There Is More? Well, hopefully you picked up on my heart in the initial intro of the podcast, a heart that breaks for each and every one of us when I see us simply existing or settling for less. There's more. It's not about aimless ambition or some kind of quest for more accolades or achievement, but the show is more about a deeper fulfillment and a greater impactful significance that I know that we all want. And Chris, how often will these episodes air? And you guys ask some good questions. I'm going to aim for weekly. Hey, but bear with me, okay? I don't have the impressive Ramsey team helping me on this podcast, and uh, I only have a small team behind me trying to make this happen. But weekly is my goal. Each episode dropping Monday morning at 12.01 a.m. And the length of each podcast, well, that's going to vary, but uh, they may end up being longer than the the average, you know, because right now people's, they're, attention span is very minimal, you know, you know, maybe 15 minutes, right? But because of your diminishing average attention span, um, at least you'll have a week. Like if, if it's an hour long or if it's an hour and a half, you have a whole week to digest it. But uh, I'm going to keep all that in mind. What format will it be? I'm hoping to have teachings and uh, also interviews um, to start. And I'm uh, not really knowing how to work the technology for people to call in, but I'm working on that. Uh, interviews will be of everyday people who are doing incredibly inspiring things that can inspire you. Also, people who have been taking some huge steps in their faith that can inspire you as well. Or uh, people who are just my friends who are thought leaders in a specific topic that uh, we happen to be diving into in that particular episode. For those of you who are brand new to this podcast, uh, first, thank you for joining Thank you for trusting me with your time. My, my goal is to um, make this a good ROI, return on investment in your time. And uh, to give you kind of an idea of the past guests we've had in the, uh, in the recent years, uh, I'll list a few for you and you can get the idea, but uh, folks like John Maxwell and Christine Kane, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, it's amazing how many people are just longtime tribe, uh, tribe followers of him. Uh, Lisa Turkhurst, uh, Stephen Furtick, Craig Rochelle, Brian Houston, obviously Dave Ramsey, uh, the one and only Daryl Strawberry, uh, Henry Cloud, and of course the hilarious Bob Goff, and many more. So stay tuned as we begin this journey together and as we learn together. So today, I thought uh, to start off this podcast, I thought I would address the big elephant that's out there right now. What is that? This huge tension between not being afraid, not being controlled by our fear, 
and also acting in wisdom. Do I not shake their hand out of fear or do I not shake their hand out of wisdom? Do I order food to go during these uncertain times because I will not be afraid and I will not worry? Or is that possibly being irresponsible? Am I putting my family at unnecessary risk? Where does fear end and wisdom begin? Well, to clear all this up for us, here's a little help from The Adley Show. Check this out. Now, I really don't understand why everybody isn't following the same rules right now. They're very clear. So let's take a minute and let's go over them again. First, you must not leave the house for any reason. Unless, of course, you have a reason and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed except those that are open. And all stores must close unless, of course, they need to stay open. This virus is deadly, but don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless, of course, you are too sick to go there. This virus has no effect on children except for those children in which it affects. The virus remains active on different surfaces surfaces for two hours or four hours or six hours, but in most cases it's days and not hours and it needs a damp environment or a cold environment that is warm and dry in the air, unless the air is plastic. Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. If you are at home, you can school your children using various portals and online classrooms unless you have poor internet, more than one child, only one computer, or you are working from home. Baking cakes can be considered math, science, or art. If you are home educating, you can include household chores within their education curriculum. And if you are home educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. every day. If you are not home educating children, you may also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus but you still need to wear one because it can save lives. And in some cases it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. I don't know how many more celebrities we need to have tell you how important it is to go outside and take care of your mental health. There is no shortage of groceries in the supermarket. There are simply many things missing. You don't need to go buy a bunch of toilet paper, but you should buy some in case you need it. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better, but those in your household, they cannot go out once you are better, unless of course they need to go out. Animals are not affected by the virus, except for that cat that tested positive in Belgium in February, plus a couple tigers. The number of corona-related deaths will be announced daily, but we don't know how many people are infected because we were only testing those who are almost dead to determine if that's what they will die of. The people who die of corona who are not counted won't or will be counted, but maybe not. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper or a fence panel. It's important to get fresh air, but don't go to parks, but do go walk in other places. Just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant. But if you do sit down, don't sit for too long unless you are old and you are pregnant, in which case you need to sit down. But if you do sit down, don't eat unless you've had a long walk, which you are allowed to do if you are old or pregnant, except for times in which you aren't. Don't visit old people 
but you have a moral obligation to take care of old people and bring them food and medicine. And finally, no businesses will go down due to coronavirus except those businesses that go down due to COVID-19. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time. Please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Thank you. <laughs> I can't even tell you how hard it was not to laugh during all of that and uh, disrupting your uh, listening pleasure. Pretty stinking funny if you ask me. Again, that's the Adley Show. Make sure you check her out on YouTube. Great, great stuff. A lot of fun exaggeration there, but so much truth to it also, right? Well, let's keep this conversation going by doing a deep dive into what the Bible says about navigating worry and navigating anxiety, right? Y'all, worry is not a new thing. It's not a COVID-19 thing. It's not a coronavirus thing. It's been around for a long time. So be encouraged. You're not the only person that deals with it. You're not alone. You're not weird. You're normal. Maybe say that, I am normal, right? I've heard Billy Graham say, anxiety is a natural result when our hopes are centered in anything besides God and his will for us. I'll say that again. Anxiety is a natural result when our hopes are centered in anything besides God and his will for us. That right there has happened inside all of us from time to time, and that creates the anxiety. The prophet Jeremiah wrote in Lamentations 1.20, See, O Lord, that I am in distress. My soul is troubled. My heart is overturned within me. In Psalm 6, verse 2, King David cried out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. So I want you to feel completely normal today. This is an equipping podcast where we are going to equip you. We are going to encourage you. And we're also going to empower you. And one way we're going to empower you is to give you some ways to process this kind of stuff. Let's just not talk about a problem. Well, let's talk about a solution. So here are five ways for us to process our worry. Let's win over worry. Number one. Put your trust in Christ. I know that sounds a little cliche and a a little fluffy, (laughs) but let me explain and put some meat on the bones. And probably my favorite passage when it comes to my trust in Christ is John 14, verses 2 and 3. It says, there is more. That's funny. There is more than enough room in my father's home for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me wherever I am. There's more than enough room in my father's home for you. When everything is ready, I'll come and get you so that you will always be with me wherever I am. Y'all, do you know that he is preparing a place for you? Hey, you win. You win in the end. And many times we say that we trust God but we aren't really trusting him. It's kind of like sitting in a car on the side of the road. My wife and I were just recently on our way back from Birmingham coming up to Nashville. 
We had to pull off to the side of the road. Car was acting funky. Now, it would be like sitting in the car on the side of the road saying that you trust that the car will run, but you never turn the ignition. You never act on your trust. I have to think that by turning the ignition, well, it's going to do something. It's kind of like half sitting in a chair. You either trust that the chair is going to hold you or you don't. Wouldn't it be weird if we were all half sitting in our chairs? Those of you that are sitting right now and you were half sitting in your chair. It'd be weird if we were all just holding half our weight and just kind of leaning into our chair. No, you've got to fully trust the chair. You know, recently I was uh, training my boy Max in baseball. I was training him on how you turn with the pitch. You know, the pitch is coming, right? It's coming right at you. You don't duck. You just turn and let the ball hit you in the shoulder. You've got a lot of meat on your bones right there, and that's where you're supposed to let the ball hit you, right in the back of the shoulder. The way that we practice that is that I throw a bunch of tennis balls at him. He either trusts me or he doesn't. Now, I throw tennis balls at him, but not too hard. But the way that he shows me that he trusts me is that he's in there and he's taking the hits. Now, if he didn't trust me, I'd be chasing him all over the yard and he'd be yelling, oh my goodness, I don't trust you, right? Folks, we either trust him or we don't. Our behavior, how much we get all wrapped up in worry and anxiety, it's a great litmus test for us on how much we really trust him. So number one is put your trust in Christ and then remember that you trust in Christ. (laughs) Number two, Determine to control only what you can control, especially for you control freaks, right? Control what you can control. One thing you can control is doing the right thing. I'm not sure what you've been worried about or what you still do worry about, what you've been anxious about in the past, but whatever it is, obey God. If it's relational fallout, and you're worried about what's going to happen with the relationship, just obey God and do the right thing. Yeah, but their behavior, can't control that. But my behavior, yes, you can control that, right? I tell my kids all the time, I don't care what your brother did. You do the right thing. Maybe you've said that to your kids before too. We need to do the same thing. One of the things that God commands us to do is not worry. Did you know that? He commands us not to worry. Check out Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And it goes on from there. And I'm going to tell you the rest of that verse in just a minute. So that's number two. Number three, talk with God. Number three, talk with God. Connect with him. And many say all the time, you've heard them and you've said it before. I can't hear God, right? (laughs) But have you listened? You know, sometimes I feel like I'm not connecting with my wife. 
I feel like we're just not connecting. We're just coexisting. But have I really been listening to her? Or have we just been coexisting? Check out what God said to Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. Don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God. Your request has been heard in heaven. Now, check this out. I have come in answer to your prayer. Friends, let's not let our worry come as a result of us not connecting with the source that removes worry, right? Did you hear that? He is the source for all our peace. And let's not sabotage our own soul with a lack of peace by simply not connecting to the source of all peace. Number four, fix your thoughts on his promises. Where you look, folks, is where you go. It's like driving a car. Have you ever been in a car or walking down a sidewalk, looked over at the person next to you, and then you kind of veer in that direction, right? My kids do it all the time in the mall, right? Back when we used to go outside. (laughs) Too soon. All right. Or you look at a tree or a deer on the side of the road and you just naturally gravitate towards what your eyes are fixed on. You will pull toward whatever you're focusing on. I know for me, when I'm playing golf, (laughs) some of you will relate to this, and I'm checking that lake out over to the right, and that lake is just in my head. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit the ball in that stinking lake. So right after the passage in Philippians that we talked about just a minute ago, about worrying, about not worrying, actually, Paul follows up with step four. He didn't know he was doing the steps with us today, but you you know, him and I kind of worked this out together, so we're good. It says, fix your thoughts on his promises. This is what he says right here. Check this out. And now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. You ready? Fix your thoughts on what is true. There it is. So not only are we told not to worry, then Paul goes on to say, fix your thoughts on what is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That goes for those of you on social media that are all about what you're against. How about you focus on what you're for? Dang, yes, he did. Now, all that might be a little fluffy for you, okay? Like it's all just real spiritual in the clouds. It's not real practical stuff for those of you that are super practical. But if you want something that seems to be a little bit more doer-ish that you can do with your hands, here you go. Here's number five. Number five, engage in additional generosity. Engage in additional generosity. Of course, we have to do this very creatively during these uncertain times, but the point is to get the focus off yourself and get it on other people. When we hyper-focus on self-preservation, that turns into navel-gazing, which then quickly leads to discouragement and even depression. And folks, those of you that have gone through it, it happens so quickly, doesn't it? What you are doing with generosity is you're redirecting your energy towards something more fruitful. Now, obviously, there will be some general impact of the generosity, right? Just some natural impact. But then you also will be refreshed. Makes no sense to me, but it's the way God works. Proverbs 11.25 says this, those who refresh others themselves are refreshed. How cool is that, right? 
Anybody want refreshed? Come on now. Folks, did you know that 98.76349er of everything that we worry about never happens? It just doesn't, right? All those things that we worry about just don't happen. You guys remember Y2K, right? I just lost all the millennials, but (laughs) research it if you need to. We thought the whole world was going to crash. And then what happened? January 1 of 2000, 12.01 a.m., we're all still here, right? Now, I don't want to make light of everything that's going on, right? Like, we don't have things to worry about, but come on. How many things that we worry about never really happen? And we can have victory over worry. We can have victory over anxiety. We can turn and trust in God. Oh, how we all need the voice of God to be louder in our lives than some of these jokers on social media and the news media itself. And here's our goal in a nutshell. You ready? Isaiah 26.3 says this, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That's our goal. That's it. So there's the plan. Five steps that you can take today or the next time that anxiety is knocking at your door. Number one, put the entire, put your entire trust in Christ. Put all your weight in the chair. Number two, determine to control only what you can control and not what you can't. Yes, your neighbor has flat lost their mind and how they're handling this pandemic. Hey, you're not supposed to control them. Number three, talk with God. You're only going to be as close to him as the amount that you connect with him. And he is your source of peace. Number four, fix your thoughts on his promises. Where you look and what you listen to is where you're headed. Make sure you're headed in a worry-free direction. And number five, engage in additional generosity, either serving others while social distancing and with gloves and with masks or financially or some other creative way. I promise you that your spirit will be refreshed and your attention will pivot away from worry and toward gratitude and peace. Well, folks, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Whether you're a longtime listener or you're listening in for the very first time, Holly and I are extremely honored to spend this time with you. And I hope she gets to join me on our next episode, but I definitely missed her today. We'll see where this thing goes. Uh, We're just going to stay spirit-led with this whole thing and see where he takes it. We're holding loosely to what this podcast ends up looking like. It's his podcast, not mine. We're just being obedient to his call, and that is to steward our thoughts steward our experience and technology to spread his truth and to bring him glory. Now, earlier, and some of you are about to just bring it up right there in your laundry room, right there in your living room, right there in the car. Hey, what about that money you were going to give away, right? (laughs) I had said that my wife and I are wanting to give some money away, and we really do. We want to practice what we preach and want to give our little version of a stimulus uh, stimulus package away to everybody. All right, so we're giving away $50 to three people, and here's how you engage in the fun. Okay, here we go. All you have to do is simply hop onto Instagram. I don't have an Instagram. We'll create one, right? Simply hop onto Instagram or Twitter, 
and tweet something or post something on your Instagram stories that has helped you during this time. Maybe something that's helped you during this podcast somewhat. That's, I mean, that's one truth that I'd love to share, right? And Holly and I will pick our favorites and we will message you to coordinate sending you the $50. Hey, be sure to include with your post a few things. Number one, some kind of picture that represents the show. However you need to do that. Maybe it's you listening in. Uh, maybe it's the logo of the show, something that represents the show in some way. Number two, the thought that you are relaying to hopefully help your friends. Whatever that thought was, it has to include that. There has to be a point to your post, right? And number three, be sure to tag at Chris Brown on air so I can see it, right? Otherwise, I can't see it. So Chris Brown on air is the handle. And this contest concludes, this doesn't go on forever, right? This contest uh, concludes Thursday night. And uh, I guess at 11.59, right? This contest concludes Thursday night. And the winners will be announced in next week's episode. So I'll give you some love on the air as well. And then maybe next week, we might include those of you Facebook-only users. <laughs> Got to get you to Instagram and Twitter also. And we'll share the love, I promise. All right, a little favor before I pray for you and we conclude our time together. Okay, it would really, really help the show take off, just like last time, if you do two things for me. Number one, subscribe on iTunes or on whatever platform you're listening on. Please subscribe, please subscribe, please subscribe. Number two, and this one takes a little bit of time, but you only have to do it once, and I promise you that I will do my part every week. You only have to do it once, okay? I'll give you weekly content each week, but I only need something from you once here in the beginning, and that is please leave a review and a glowing review preferred. <laughs> if you have any negative feedback or critique, hey, I still want to hear that too, but just email me, right? Email me directly. I'll respond within 24 hours, my personally, not my team, regarding your suggestion. And uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to feel heard, and I also want good feedback. So thank you for that. All right, folks, let's stay connected on social media at Chris Brown on air, and always feel comfortable to message me on Instagram or Facebook. I would love to answer your just general life questions the best that I know uh, how, um, whether about relationships or parenting or marriage or career, ministry, maybe leadership, and of course, money. And uh, I'll either answer your question or I'll point you toward the best resources that are out there. Again, a huge thank you to what I consider a very loyal tribe. You guys know who you are, and I'm very thankful for going on this journey with you, and I'm thankful that you are going on the journey with me. I have a lot to share about what God has been telling me over the last couple of years, and I'm excited about us reaching millions again together. Heavenly Father, we come to you thanking you for your promises. God, I pray for everyone tuning in right now that they would receive those promises as their own. God, we pray for our country and our world right now. We pray for health. We pray for all those who are directly affected. We pray for healthcare workers. We pray for our pastors, government leaders. We ask that you would give them supernatural guidance, discernment, wisdom. God, help us apply what we've learned here today and continue to unite us together because we are truly stronger together than apart. God, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, folks, that is it for this week. And until next week, may we continue to be faithful stewards of this life 
managing all of God's blessings, God's way, and for God's glory.